Good morning. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We'll look at our Christmas Eve service uh, for this morning. Okay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Also with you. Let us pray. O God, you make this most holy night to shine with the brightness of the true light. Grant that as we have known the mysteries of that light on earth, we may also come to the fullness of his joys in heaven. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. So the Old Testament lesson for the Nativity of our Lord, Christmas Eve, is from Isaiah 9, 2-7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the epistle lesson is from Titus 2, 11 to 14. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel is from St. Luke, chapter 2. In those days, the decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around about them and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy which shall be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God 
for all they had heard and seen and had been told them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God. Well, Christmas Eve is always kind of an interesting time to preach on Mm -hmm. um, because we think everybody's heard the story so many times, right? And is there anything new that I can bring to the table? And Probably not. (laughs) But um, I thought about the, the phrase, there was no room for them in the inn. And there's a phrase that's out there that said, beggars can't be choosers. I don't know if you've heard that phrase before. Mm-hmm. Um, but we never think about God being the beggar. And um, as I thought about that, uh, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords has no place uh, to be born in. Um, but that really is no problem for our God because he always comes to seek and to save those who are lost. So there's no palace for him, but that's really not a problem um, because ultimately at the end of the day, he chooses to be born in a barn. There's a story that uh, is told about um, a little boy who um, parents came home and um, they looked under the Christmas tree and there was a whole pile of dirt under the Christmas tree. And the parents were kind of confused about that. The, The child was like five or six years old and so, well, God was born in a barn. There's got to be dirt there. <laughs> you think about that, though. So God comes in the dirtiness of it all, right? Mm-hmm. He comes into the filth and the stench of our sin and death to rescue us. And I thought about another phrase that um, kind of struck with me, and uh, that's in, uh, in the gospel, um, thinking about there was no room for them in the end. You remember, I think it's in Matthew chapter 5 when Jesus says, I was hungry and you gave me no food, naked and you gave me no clothes. And perhaps I was thinking if he was thinking about the day in which he was born Hmm. and how um, there was no room for God. Um, But God comes into the stench and the filth of everything ultimately uh, to do what he is named to do to save us from our sins. He comes, there's no room for God, but there's always room for us in his ultimate kingdom. And, um, you know, I've been visiting a lot of shut-ins this week mm-hmm. and um, before Christmas, and one of our shut-ins, um, she greeted me at the door. She's 97 years old, and she had one question for me. She was so excited to see me. And she said, Pastor, is there room for me yet in heaven? I'm kind of wondering it because I'm here, I'm 97 years old, and I'm wondering if God still has a place for me in heaven. And of course, the answer is yes, there is a place for you in heaven because ultimately what Jesus came to do was to give his life for um, this shut-in and for all of you who are watching. Jesus came to take on our sin and death, to suffer and die for our sins. And um, sometimes we don't find room for God in our lives. And perhaps Christmas is a time for us to reevaluate um, where God is in our lives. The Germans, um, I forget what the name of it is, but the time between Christmas and the New Year, I think it's the 12 days of Christmas, is a time for us to reflect on the things that we need to get rid of in our lives that are not serving us and to bring in those things that ultimately need to be in our lives. So the question I pose to you is, do you have room for God in your lives this mm-hmm. Christmas? Yeah. So kind of the thoughts I'm bringing for Christmas Eve, at least. Yeah, and I was thinking about that this year. Um, Christmas Eve is also the fourth Sunday in Advent, and we will have an Advent service in the morning. And the connection 
Um, mm. It's the Annunciation. Yeah. yeah. So, so the angel tells Mary that you will uh, give birth to us. You'll be with child. You'll give birth to a son. His name is Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And she says, how can this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel says, nothing is impossible with God. And then Mary says something very beautiful. She says, let it be to me as you have said. And you mentioned that, um, you know, Jesus is born in a barn, um, but he's conceived by the Holy Spirit within the womb of, of, of Mary. And the, Mary's like the church, I mean, or the church is like Mary. We are called to simply take God at his word and his word um, gives and bestows what it says. His word is truth. What he says uh, um, happens. So um, she, uh, uh, he takes up residence. Jesus does. He's conceived by the Holy Spirit within the womb of, of Mary and then um, born on, mm -hmm. on Christmas nine months later. Um, and you think about that, um, how, how our Lord comes to us through his word in the same way he took up residence with you, he made your home with you in the, in the, in the lowly water and word of holy baptism, right? Mm -hmm. he, uh, um, he, and he bodies and bloods you together with him and one another in holy communion. The word is still becoming flesh today. And I think about how um, the angels made the announcement to the shepherds, you know, heaven burst forth, you know, that today in the town of David, a savior is born to you is Christ the Lord. And the shepherds take God at mm -hmm. his word. Uh, let us uh, go to Bethlehem and mm -hmm. see this thing, which notice what they say, the Lord has told us mm -hmm. about. And I like, it, it just is fascinating to me that the name Bethlehem, Bethlehem mm -hmm. means house of bread. Um, Bethlehem was known for its bread. Mm -hmm. Sheboygan, brats, beer, Bethlehem, bread. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they had a Panera. Um, maybe not. A cousin's is better, <laughs> or a cousin's right? better, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, and then here's Jesus who says, um, you know, later on, you know, here, here he is the, um, laying in a manger. And he, he says later on, I'm the bread of life. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood will live forever. And so you would think there's not much going on in a, in a barn, in a mm -hmm. lowly stable. Um, and a lot of people don't think there's much going on within the church, mm. but heaven and earth intersect here. This is where our Lord comes as he is promised through his word and with his very body and blood um, to uh, make us one with God and one another through the forgiveness of sins that ultimately that little baby grew up to uh, uh, take on himself and uh, the sins of the world and to suffer and die for them, to rise victorious over them. And now he lives... Uh, to come and to bring his gifts into our hearts and lives. And that's what Christmas I, is really yeah, about. I, it's interesting, you know, I was thinking that Christmas is a difficult time for preachers to think about something new, but look how we're going on. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing I thought about when you were saying about the connection between Sunday morning and Sunday afternoon is that there's no room for him in the inn. And I, I, I thought about, as you were talking about, he, how he enfleshes himself inside of Mary's womb. He picks the safest place of all when you think about it. Yeah. A mother's womb is total protection. And um, that Herod, the evil one, would never have thought about that, that he would come as a as a uh, an embryo mm -hmm. and, yeah. and hides himself there and and then you brought up the church about that. The church is a sanctuary. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a safe place for us to find refuge from 
the world and the wiles of the world and the devil and our own flesh is that ultimately church is, is our... Yeah, yeah. And, and when so, our, with our Lord's name, that means if anybody's going to mess with us, they've got to mess with Jesus. Right. And nobody can mess with us because we have Christ. The other thing I was thinking about, there are some churches not having the fourth Sunday in Advent. And I think about that, you were t- saying no room or no time. Really? Really? I mean, how many, how many, I don't know about you, but when the kids were in sports, I sat for a long time, like watching volleyball games, maybe yeah. all even all day, you know, going um, to church twice, hours. going to church twice. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that I, really a, is that really a bad So you're thing? saying I need to be there even though I'm not preaching? Yeah. You're not preaching, <laughs> but I expect to see you. Um, <laughs> I'll be assisting Pastor Kristoviak who's preaching. Um <laughs> But um, we'll be there because um, the importance of the connection of it all and, and pulling it all together, it's, um, there's nothing better than that. There's, um, you're right, it's the sanctuary. It's the place of uh, where heaven and earth intersect. Why wouldn't we want to be there? And why wouldn't we want to be there ultimately for eternity? Sure. Which, um, we, we will in Christ. So I guess, okay. Okay, let's, um, uh, the hymn of the day for Christmas Eve is uh, 386. And um, uh, why don't we do one, two, and four? Okay. Okay. Now sing we, now rejoice, now raise to heaven our voice. He from whom joy streameth, for in a manger lies. Not so brightly beameth the sun in yonder skies. Thou my Savior art, thou my Savior art. Come from on high to me, I cannot rise to thee. Cheer my wearied spirit, O pure and holy child. Through thy grace and merit, bless Jesus, Lord most mild. Draw me unto thee, draw me unto thee. Oh, where shall joy be found, where but on heavenly ground, where the angels singing with all his saints unite, sweetest praises bringing in heavenly joy and light. Oh, that we were there, oh, that we were there. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.